One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Red Man TV. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It is the Uncensored Match Build-Up Show. Liverpool taking on West Bromwich Albion in the fourth round of the FA Cup at Anfield in the shittest kickoff time there's ever been. <laughs> It's the late on a Saturday night. Uh, I'm joined by Chris Pajak. I'm joined by Ross Chanley. Let's talk about it, and let's get let's let's get stuck straight into it, Chris. This Liverpool side should go into this game with a point to prove, not just because of the the dismal performance against Swansea on Monday, but also going back to the draw with these guys toward the back end of last year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> people need to stop talking about how Liverpool can't break these type of sides down, and the only way that they're going to stop talking about that is if Liverpool go and break these sides down, as they've done earlier on in the season. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We've had one bad result in, in 19 or whatever it is, and you know this squad need to go out there and prove that they can go and break this down, and it was a one-off. And Not only that, it's the FA Cup. It's, it's, you can play with a little bit more freedom in the Cup. There's not three points riding on it. You know We want to we win a trophy this season. I think that's obvious. Um, It's at our place. It's a slightly different type of an atmosphere for an FA Cup game, especially late. I'm not sure how the atmosphere will be. I imagine it'll be buzzing for yeah, it. I agree. Um, and these lads will be wanting to go out there and prove 
people wrong. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is the thing, Ross, Chris and I, uh, the podcast this week was excellent and we talked a little bit about the, the was, You were great. Are you, you were all right. Um, the, <laughs> the, the FA Cup, I mean, Arsene Wenger's had a little bit of a, a, a dig this week. He's saying that he's not getting enough credit for the FA Cups that they've, they've won in, in recent years. Liverpool, uh, Liverpool needs silverware. Liverpool as, as a club, Liverpool as a fan base, Klopp as a manager needs silverware. Uh, I personally would be disappointed if we didn't do everything in our power, if we didn't go strong for this game. Uh, and, and in some regards, I know we're not, we're not, uh, we're not set up to knee-jerk react to stuff. So there's a chance that this team will have been picked two weeks ago, and there's a chance that you know the Swansea will have had zero impact. I'm hoping that we put as much of that team from Swansea out as possible because if nothing else, as Chris says, I don't think we're going to rotate as much between now and the end of the season as we've seen in the first half of the season. And it's vital that the players who are in our best eleven just get into the swing of beating teams like this because people will consider that the template of what Swansea did there. You know, we've seen a few examples of it. People will think if they, they can get points off Liverpool by parking the bus and this team, these players need to go out there and be like, nah, try it, see what happens, we'll spank you. Yeah, and I think that comes back to what Chris said about the atmosphere the fans want to see. Of, you know the best team out there as possible because we as fans want trophies. The players will want trophies. I think times have changed that people didn't really prioritise the FA Cup. But I think when you look at like to Man City and all the other teams around Europe, you, you know your chances of getting the Champions League and the league have changed. As so for the, the rest of the top four or five, you know it's a trophy you want to go out and go and get. And at the end of the day, when players finish the career, they look back and they want to win something as well. So why shouldn't we go go? Balls out and just go. You know, yeah. we're not we're not having this. I don't think the Swansea game will be in, in the players' minds at all because it doesn't matter. You just last time we lost, we were, we didn't lose for nineteen games. Just go and do that again. Yeah, no, absolutely. Interesting question for you, Chris, because it's come up this week. Daniel Sturridge is really keen to, to play in this game. He's he's back to fitness. The move to either Inter or Sevilla, you know, unless it's happened, you know, in the in the the twenty four hours following us filming this, it's likely that he will be a Liverpool player still by the weekend. It poses the question because I think where some of the, I guess the upset around potentially seeing him leave is that Liverpool, without going out into the transfer market ourselves and strengthening, we are, if you let Coutinho and Sturridge go in one window, you, look, you're throwing goals out of the squad until Ings and Solanke prove themselves in front of goal. Uh, Daniel Sturridge is the only other guy we've got who plays in that position who has proven that he knows how to score goals for Liverpool on a consistent basis. So the question is, for you, you know, you've done some great stuff on the stats and tactics of late, is it better for you... <laughs> going to find the answer there. Yeah, it's got, it, someone's just texted me. <laughs> uh, is it more important for you to have a guy who tactically fits what the manager's doing or to have someone who you know more often than not, if you put on the pitch, he's going to be more. He's going to be more likely of sticking the ball in the back of the net. Um, it's a. I don't think it's as black and white as that. To be honest with you, I think it's very difficult, isn't it? You know, Sturridge likes to play in his own sort of way, and not that he can't do the pressure, but it doesn't come naturally to him. You know, we've had it where this Liverpool side looks great when there's eleven players playing in a in a very very rigid formation but fluid within that formation. You know, the swapping is worked on in the training ground between the front three players and stuff like that. So 
Sturridge is, is he's a bit of a maverick in that regard. I think he likes to just find a little bit of space, and it might not be what Klopp wants. Um, Aguero is exactly the same for Man City, actually. I think that's why Guardiola ultimately was looking to get rid of him. But Aguero's so good, he's world class that you have to just keep putting him in the side regardless because he's going to score goals. So, listen, come the end of the game against Swansea, we threw Van Dijk up front. Now. I'd rather have had Sturridge in the box than Van Dyke, mm -hmm. to be perfectly honest with you. So there's times during these type of games where Daniel Sturridge makes perfect sense. If you're just going to throw everything away tactically and throw Van Dyke up front anyway, you'd rather have Daniel Sturridge in the box yeah. with his left boot than Virgil Van Dyke almost. In addition to this, Ross, if Sturridge is going to go anyway, no, yeah, there's a nice thing of it. You give him a big farewell send off, whatever. What's the point? What's the point? Well, money in the bank doesn't score your goals this no, season. No, no, absolutely, exactly. But the, but the point is, if he's going to go, there's no point in playing him. Exactly. What's the, what is the? What you may as well get Ings up to speed or Slanky up to speed. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, I think having both options, we're going forward. What we should do if he's fit and ready to play, don't start him and have that Ings in there who can do that job and do the press. If it's not working out, like you said, you've got that other option of having Daniel Sturridge in there. Uh, I understand people not wanting to play him he's going anyway, but I think he's in your squad, use him. Because that's what you're there for. Yeah. It's not, you're not there to be nice to, to people and to go, well, you're going anyway, you can have the day off. Yeah. Go, no, you, we still pay your wages, you've still got a job to do for that's us. A good point. And until you're out the door, you, you do it. Well, it's, it's a point that, you know, if you, if you want to progress, you should progress by hook or by crook. It would just be, it would seem stupid to me, and a lot of this seems stupid around our transfer policy, Chris. If Daniel Sturridge is the guy who scores the decisive goal, that sends you through. <laughs> we sell him, and then we sell, you know, and then we, and then we sell him. We let him go out on go out on loan, and then as I say, that's what it boils down to. It. It's a, it would be a bit of a strange decision for me to give him that to give him that game time, and as you say, because if we've chosen, if the decision has been made that Liverpool can't go out and get anyone else, they can't they can't get any of their top targets or whatever, and they're not prepared to compromise that again in this window. So therefore, they are trust. They're putting their trust in Dom Solanke and Danny Ings. We're, we're, you know, we've got to get you right. We've got to surely got to get at least one of them into form somehow. An FA Cup game against the team that's going to allow us to have the ball and try and do this decent chance. Yeah, absolutely. That. I think you know Ings and Solanke will both be wanting to try and get a start in this game, won't they? I think. It would surprise me if Firmino starts this one. It really would, because I just feel that there's more to be gained. And I, I, listen, I'm not saying Firmino shouldn't start this game, but for me anyway, there's more to be gained by getting Ings or Solanke on the score sheet. I think that's crucial because Sturridge has shown he can come off the bench and affect football matches, whereas Solanke and Ings, yeah, they've had they've had good cameo appearances, but they've not put the ball in the back of the net and they've not had loads of opportunities. Not legally, anyway. <laughs> yeah, they've not had loads of opportunities, and that's fair enough, but. You need to get strikers confidence and and these are the type of games where you can get them probably a little bit of confidence. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's an interesting decision to to be made. And what what does Liverpool striking pecking order look like now? The fact that Ings gets the, the run out at Swansea would suggest he's edged above. I mean, there's the thing, Ross, is that to what playing into form, what we've been able to do with Ings is that we've played him into form in the under 23s mm. to some extent. Yeah. You know, he's gone through the rehabilitation process. He's been playing football this season and he starts to score a couple of goals um, before he's been you know, put back into the first team contention. Solanke maybe hasn't had that, but I would still I think Solanke's got more to his all round game. I think there's more potential there as a player. It's an interesting one. If you had to rank them, who's who you put in? Between Ings and Solanke? Yeah. Uh, Danny Ings, just for the amount of time he's been at the club, we know we know his qualities there. But then at the same time, I've been excited 
what I was into Lanky, like the Tramway game at the start of the season, he's kind of looked at him and thought, you know, he's, he's got something about him. I think it sometimes depends on what, what team you play. So you play in West Brom and you've got massive centre-halves and massive midfielders. Is Solanke, big tall presence, going to benefit you more than oppressing Danny Ings? I think, weirdly, I would always go the other way. Although I've never, I could never figure out what were the best defence to play or best teams to play your big target man against because it never worked. It's, I've never seen it work mm. properly for Liverpool. Liverpool have never been good at it. That's yeah, right. you know, if we put, if you've got, if they've got, you know, they've got the big belly, they're used to a more direct approach. Then Solanke's probably going to get eaten up, isn't he? Mm. Whereas Danny, you, in that instance, you probably want someone <laughs> who's a bit closer to the ground. He's got a little bit tighter control. Does a little bit more of the harrying and hassling. Be interesting. We're going to come on to look at the lads' preferred 11s in a moment uh, to see what they've gone with. Uh, I think there's an interesting discussion on the goalkeeper as well, which we'll have in a moment. But before we do, we mentioned this last week. It is back and it's back with a bang. Chris's stats and tactics show on the RedmenTV.com is excellent. If you want to deep dive into what's going on at Liverpool Football Club on the pitch, how the games are being won, and this week how the games are being lost. Uh, to work out whether it's something that's a flash in the pan or whether it's systemic or whether Chris has got you covered. Let's have a little look at what he's doing on that show. Fantastic, that Chris. Thanks, mate. I, I, I could just see you talking there. Go on. Shit, that Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, brilliant. Doing these every week. Yeah, loving, do, loving doing them so far, actually. You know, I've enjoyed doing them, but the feedback that I've been getting is amazing. Like, I mean, you know, from the subscribers, just just loads of people saying that they've loved it, and people saying they love this one more than the Man City one, which is which is you know that's absolutely brilliant because we got beaten, yeah. you know, and if people are enjoying the content <laughs> yeah. more after we've got beaten, yeah. that's a real credit to it. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's perspective really though, isn't it? That you're giving people, yeah, absolutely. Definitely, I, I think it's worth mentioning. As I say, we do you know we do this stuff every single week. We do loads of the couch based stuff. If you want more of this stuff? You've got that on the RedmenTV.com Reds transfer roundup every week. The final word show. It's an hour looking into the game where we have you know the, the casual relaxed chat and thoughts and feelings and all that. But if you want more of the in-depth stuff, you know it's been said sometimes that we do think, take things a little bit too lightheartedly. You know that's at the core of what we do, absolutely. But we've brought that. We're bringing the extra extra levels of detail, depth, analysis that you're just not getting. Uh, through the mainstream media so if you need every aspect of Liverpool Football Club covered whether that's video and podcast and written content as well the redmentv.com highly advise getting onto it start a three month trial get involved see how you feel about it and, uh, and let us know as well uh, if you've got it already let people know in the comments below by the way if you're getting on well with the subscription always good to have a little bit of, a little bit of word of mouth don't take our word for it take the word of the people in the comments below lads prefer 11 time oh yeah oh yeah Every, we've gone. Uh, uh, oh, right. Yeah, we've all gone for Danny Ward in goal. Yeah. It's interesting because uh, we had a little chat about this at Swansea because he was there in the warm up. And now Liverpool often take uh, an extra goalkeeper or and in fact, an extra outfield player as well just to get them involved in the mix. And Woodburn was there doing the warm up, but I don't think he was on the. I don't think he was involved on the bench. He wasn't. No. Um, Danny Ward was there. Now we've seen a lot of the the, the young keepers get getting looking, and I uh, surmised. That it might be a good way just to get him back into the to the into the into the flow. Match day routine. I, I feel he's almost certain to be on the bench for this. Mm. But do you th we've got him preferred? Do you think there's a chance that he actually will start this game? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> if, if he doesn't, it's, it's a massive sign. 
of what's going to happen in the future if he's not going to start Mingley in, in goal for this. But I don't see the I don't see the point in putting I don't see the point in putting Mignolet. I don't think there's I think there's zero percent chance Mignolet will start this game. I think I think Caris is going to start this game. I I think yeah, exactly I agree. Mm. I think Caris is likely to start this. But again, Klopp come but, out and said Caris is our number one. He'll start from now until the end of the season. Mm. That's yeah. not Klopp coming out and saying. Carius is the number one in the Champions League and Mignolet is the number one in the That's him saying that he's the number one. Yeah. Well, it's, it does say to Simon Mignolet, what's the point of you? If he doesn't get <laughs> That's what I mean. He's, he's not even on the bench. What does that mean for his future then? But again, it just says, what's the point of fucking Danny Ward? I mean, unless this is just one opportunity just to remind the world that he exists and he's available for transfer. What is the point? What I, I, I can't, other than, yes, you need three goalkeepers because if you have an injury crisis, but... Done. Well, you've got well, no, no, he's injured, isn't he? But you've got Gravara, haven't you? And the under, and playing for the under twenty threes and, and turn up. And I don't think he's by all accounts he's not ready to be thrust into the limelight or whatever. But I don't know. I I I, I will paraphrase Steve Hall once again. Danny Ward just must be the worst in training that the world has ever seen because why he's not being given a, a sniff this season after when he doesn't he look good in the league in the league cup. I don't know, we lost that, but yeah, baffling to me. I would like to see him involved, certainly, and I, I, I think, why not? I think I think Carius gets the league and the Champions League between now and the end of the season. I think this is a little bit of a, this is this is maybe the exception, although it will inevitably lead to people speculating about whether Klopp trusts Carius if he drops in for this game. I don't think Klopp will care about that. No, um, but I, I think this could. I think it's a possibility, but I agree. I think Carius won more than likely. Uh, I've put Moreno at left back. As you've got Moreno too. He's been back in training for 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 a little bit now. We'll we'll know when Klopp does his presser whether he's fit and available for it. But what what was you thinking on putting him in? Um, Robertson's played a lot of football. You know, he he went through three months of the season probably without very much football. Maybe one one that I can remember against was it Crystal Palace or something like that. And then he's just played a lot of football. It's probably about time. Not because he's played badly in any way, shape, or form, but you want to get Moreno up to speed. This is a game you can do that. Equally, Trent's been rotated in now all season. I think it's nailed on that he's probably going to start this. And the centre back pairing for me is you just play these two now. You've just, got to, you've just got to make a partnership there, yeah. forge that partnership. Exactly. It's so much of this is centred around. I think it's going to be a similar challenge to Swansea. As I said, a similar chance to what it was last time we played them. They will, you know, they'll sit deep, they'll look to defend for the for their lives and they're going to challenge us with breaking them down. Well, you're right, Matip and Van Dijk, we saw what happens with Swansea. You know, we, we saw them playing far more advanced, looking to be a bit more creative, looking to play a little bit more given goes, looking to support the attack. They need practice at doing that. I actually think Moreno and Trent, I think Moreno and Trent are, are, are two more, both more attacking options. Although this is not a criticism of Robertson at all. And it's not like Moreno's been amazing in the final third, but he has still got a, a decent assist return, particularly in the, in Europe, more than, more than the Premier League. So, um, he's fit and available, getting back in, getting back up to speed. He needs to get games uh, because we might need him. Mm-hmm. You know, Robertson could pick an injury up, and what's the point of Moreno coming cold back into that? And then past that, I've put I've gone Solanke up front because of what we said prior to that. I think we need to get someone else up and running. But everyone else, I would go as attacking as possible. The, this uh, we need to learn how to, or we need to continue our development in beating teams that set up like that. So go go loads more attack and see if you can stumble upon a, a solution. Um, Ross, the only interesting one, you know, you've gone for you've both gone for Danny Ings up front, mm. but you've gone you keeping Genie Chan in, in the midfield. Yeah, I've only because of the, the physical presence of West Brom. And I know you've got Van Dyke and Matip in there, but I'd just rather 
have that security of them there and then Lallana brings you creativity yeah. uh, and we've seen Genie can bomb forward on numerous occasions I just rather I mean, that, go yeah, back I agree and, and to be fair that's why I would prefer Chan in there you're got a, a bit more gung-ho in your midfield selection yeah I mean I've taken Chan out really because I think he's he needs a bit of a break. Like mm, he's, yeah. he's played all the football. You know, there's no one in this squad who's played more minutes than Emery Chan since the end of the first. And uh, you know, you've got to give him a break because uh, listen, if Henderson comes back in, he's not been in the best of form this season anyway. So you rely like it's a bit different with Moreno because he was in great form in the Premier League and the Champions League. The way the two of them have been performing, it's Chan all day at the moment for me. Mm -hmm. So rest him in this game and make sure that he's fresh for others. I want that creativity of Adam Lallana. Genie Wijnaldum's not played as much football as some of the others, so I think he'd stay in there for me. And then yeah, Ings up top because I want to see him. I want to see him get a goal. To be honest with you, I mean, I, I put Ox and Lallana in a game because more in hope than an expectation. I wouldn't actually mind seeing Milner playing one of the more advanced roles. I think this game's probably got Milner written all over it, hasn't it? FA Cup. Bit of bit of Jimmy Milner, give him the give him the armband and all that. Like, um, be interested to see what we do. Loads of options. Um, I think you have to try and limit your your rotations. Well, like you said earlier, going into this last last period of the season, try and get that, that rhythm and momentum with people while while you can. Yeah, I completely agree with that. So let us know your preferred 11s in the comments below. Before we get onto the score predictions, just a quick look at what some of the rivals are doing. Man United have Yeovil on Friday. Of course they do. It's a terrible oh, kickoff time. That though. It's a pretty bad kickoff time. Five Actually, to eight. Well, oh, oh, because it's five to eight, not because it's a Friday night. Both. Friday, I love Friday nights. Five to Friday eight. Is the best. Why? What's wrong with that? I just don't like it. Why? It's neither here nor there. It's quarter to or is eight, it be, isn't it? Is it because you're because of yeah? You need to round things up. Why is quarter two five but five two is not? I'm used to it, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> South. Um, yeah, Monday night it was an easy draw on a Friday night shocker. Um, Spares away to Newport County. <sighs> Chelsea Newcastle could be interesting, but it won't be because Newcastle is shit. Um, <laughs> and Man City away to Cardiff. So look, you know, I think we probably got the most challenging test of the of the of the teams at the top end, which means it might be one to 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 go out. I think Liverpool do need to start fast and start as quick. I think that's always the key to these games, isn't it? If you if you allow them to get confidence, if you allow them to get set, then. They, they just get they get stronger and stronger as we start to toil a little bit um, and equally it'd be nice to, to not have to expend too much energy it's one of those games that, that an ideal nice. world you get done you get a couple of changes I'm not sure it will necessarily go that way um, but also it means as well that there's a lot of clubs there who are going to Will, will be booking their place in the next round. It's going to mean the next round is a difficult, another difficult round. We might see a shock or two but you know, there's a lot of teams going to be gunning for the FA Cup. We should absolutely be amongst them. Uh, score prediction? Ross? 1-0. Danny Ings. 1-0. Header from a corner. Okay. For us. Let's go Van Dijk. Sure, why not? Yeah, absolutely. But, no, th we did this a couple of years ago, didn't we? Where we scored two goals against them and it, it was it was from us from corners whereas everyone thinks it's the other way around. Yeah. I think it's going to be a terrible game of football if I'm perfectly honest with you and yeah. I think we're going to sneak it up from a corner. I think... Like I say, if we if we're capable of getting the early goal, then I'd, I could see it being a nice three niller. If not, it might take a, a bit of a dirty last minute bit of bit, you know. Otherwise, the worst the worst case of this has got replay written all over it for me. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, um, it it's going to take. I think it will take as ever. I'm repeating myself, but I'll, you will always have to repeat yourself with these type of games. It's going to take a, a little bit of magic or a little bit of luck just to break them down. And once we do that, let this team do what it does. Who can provide that magic? 
Dominic Solanke all day long. He's due his goal, isn't he? Uh, score predictions down in the comments below. I'm preferring 11th. Any thoughts on anything we've discussed? As I say, if you want the stat show, if you want the Reds transfer roundup, and if you want the final word show, and a whole mass of other bonus content, including in-depth interviews with journalists around the transfer stuff. Jonathan Northcroft in the bag this week, Chris. Yeah, Bascom last week. Chris Bascom last week. Chris Williams the week before. Uh, we've got everything we can give to you covering Liverpool from top to bottom. Uh, so if you like podcasts as well, get involved in that regard. Uh, it's free for a month and it's £5 a month thereafter. Highly recommend it to all people who want to know everything about Liverpool from the heart of the city itself, slash just off to the side in Hunts Cross. Um, thanks for watching. Enjoy the match. I'll be back post-match. Check it out. We'll see you there. <laughs>